You are listening to What in the Horror with your hosts Lando and Tim. Welcome back to episode 70 of What in the Horror with your hosts Lando and Tim. Today we will be reviewing Critters from 1986 and Critters 2, the main course from 88. So we'll be starting with Critters from 86 from yours truly. So this movie is about alien creatures known as Krites that are on a crash course for Earth after escaping from an asteroid prison with two shape-shifting bounty hunters on their tail. When landing on Earth, the Krites end up killing and eating everything in sight from farm animals to one of the local cops. The movie goes on with like the typical fight scene against the Krites with them dying after this boy named Brad, who's obsessed with firecrackers, ends up dropping this large one that he made himself into the Kreitz's ship by accident while while freeing his older sister. And with the help of Charlie, the local town drunk, he makes a Molotov cocktail and throws it at the ship and it goes into the little space that was closing up, igniting Brad's firecracker and blowing up the ship, of course killing the Kreitz in the process. Uh, the movie pretty much ends with the two bounty hunters leaving after one of them gives Brad a device that brings the family's home back to life because as the Kreitz were trying to leave, they blew up the house. But yeah, it has the ability to do that, plus it helps with communicating with the bounty hunters in case of future invasions. There is a plot twist at the very end, but I decided not to tell anybody so people can go check it out and figure out what it is themselves so that's basically it for the movie i mean there's nothing to it really i mean it's a pretty good movie i mean i don't know what rotten tomato and their audience are thinking they gave it a 50 percent with an audience score of 45 google i agree with their 85 percent this movie had a budget of 2 million and made 13.2 million in the box office um when it comes to my thoughts, first of all, this movie isn't as bad as Rotten Tomato and the audience scores make it seem, so just fucking ignore them. Uh, the story is kind of similar to the Gremlin movies, but different in many ways, plus this movie actually came before Gremlins was even written, and I even saw a thing saying that someone that made Gremlins said that they weren't inspired by this movie, or this movie wasn't inspired by them either, so... But I really did enjoy the whole bad aliens versus good aliens with the help of a family. Plus the action in this was pretty good. But when it comes to the blood and gore, not much here. So I'd give both blood and gore equal ones out of five. Uh, I think the goriest thing we really see was the one bounty hunter turning into a dead cop. Because they have the ability to see people and turn into that person. Like one is like changes into a pop star or something. And this one can't make up its mind. At first it's looking like it's just going to be blank face. Because these aliens don't have no facial features. So he ends up turning into that. And then the other one turns into this dead cop. While looking like he's dead. So he's basically walking around looking like a zombie. Until he turns into two other people's faces and bodies and the last one he ends up being is charlie the town drunk uh when it comes to ending it was pretty good but i wish they would have killed these things differently or made it seem 
like the ship exploded over something else. But even though it wasn't really well liked by others, it is considered an 80s classic in my eyes. So I gave this movie a rating of 3.8 skulls right there. So what about you there, Tim? Yeah, let's start off. Um, this has a nostalgic meaning. I actually liked this movie when it came out. It was a good movie. Um, yeah, it does have that Gremlins feel a little bit, like toward the original. The only thing is you don't have the cute little cuddly, uh, friendly gizmo in this one. You just get the little evil friggin', you know, spike in his minions, except for they're all basically the same. There's no real, so, there's no clear leader on the Crichtons. I mean, it seems like there is in the beginning, but then there isn't. I don't know. But yeah, and as far as blood and gore, yeah, I agree with you. It's uh, This one was pretty low. One, a lot of dark scenes. A lot of dark scenes in this one. Very dim lit. Not good. Uh, not much of, in the daylight at all, actually. Very, very little daylight. And then uh, there's, there's a nice twist at the very end. I agree with you. The house thing. Just saying the house. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? The cat, too. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting. Twisted. I think the biggest gore in it actually probably was the cattle. Oh, yeah, I forget. Yeah, yeah. I forget probably, that. probably. But uh, yeah, so I also gave it a two on the blood and gore as far as the uh, likability of it and stuff and how uh, if I rewatch it. Yeah, this is uh, not like my all time favorite, but it's definitely a rewatchable one. I can't quite go four because it's not like that much of a favorite, but I'd say three and a half on this goes on this one. It's, uh, it's a good movie. Yeah, I totally agree with everything you just said. But yeah, I think that'll be it for Critters from 86. So I think we'll go on to the next one, which again is Critters 2, the main course from 88. Take it away, Tim. So um opens up and it shows uh, some bounty hunters hunting down to some kind of weird alien thing. One of them almost dies and gets saved by another one. Then you realize that bounty hunter, this is right in the beginning, so you're going to see this first two minutes. Guess what? It's our old friend Charlie, the, the town drunk. Who's no longer drunk? He's a bounty hunter in space and a skittish one at that. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. We got blank face is still blank face, and then you still got the rock star who's still the rock star, which is surprises the crap out of me because um I thought that they changed every single time is the way they made it feel in the first movie. And apparently, once they find a form they want to keep, they do. Anyhow, they uh, get contacted by uh, by the powers that be or whatever that they have going on. It uh, explains what they have to do for missions. They get contacted and told that they um, aren't going to get paid, basically, until they go back to Earth because of some Crichton activity. So, and on Earth during this time, we see that there's these, uh, long story short, some people find some Easter eggs, or going quotation marks here, that aren't really Easter eggs. They're the Crichton eggs. And the guy lies and says that they're uh, from Europe, which I thought was hilarious. Anyhow, these eggs start hatching. Guess what? They're the Crichton critters from the first movie all over again just smaller at first but they grow fast really fast long uh we don't want to go into too much detail on it and ruin it for you because this is actually a cult classic we'll talk about it later but we got um they start off they start they kill the person that found them in a very interesting way they uh kill the easter bunny (laughs) which i'm doing quotations again um you have to watch it to see who's in that easter bunny's suit and how that plays out but i'll say that that was also interesting because the guy the kid from the first movie who's a little bit older anyway it's been like two years he comes back he's in the movie he's fearful this is real a girl that he remembers him from school is kind of flirting with him a little bit and does believe his story in the beginning she just happens to be the daughter of the guy but uh the paper guy the guy does a newspaper so 
they go into this and it's just uh lots and lots of killing this one's got way more action a lot more daytime action and then we're not i'm gonna give away one fun thing that you gotta watch you watch this movie you get the giant ball of death not gonna explain exactly what it is but i will say when it rolls over people that's when you get your best score moments guaranteed it's just uh it's an interesting thing in the end some gungans died not really there's no gungans in this movie but no we uh like i said there's quite a bit of killing town folk come together they fight it off the um of course the uh, bounty hunters come back they're helping out one of them meets a demise it's the one that lando likes the best i guarantee it and he'll explain why at the end of this i'm not gonna give that away for him but yeah the, and then uh they almost get a freddy krueger in this by the way that was close Oh, I was hoping. I don't know about anyone else, but when I first saw this movie, I was crossing my fingers. Yes, yes. No, it didn't work out. But yeah, the <clears throat> shape-shifting bounty hunters could, could be fun. That could be a real fun episode if they really wanted to let it go. So we go through all that. Lots of killing. Are they all dead? Hmm. Well, that's always a good question now. Um, yeah, fun. Uh, Charlie winds up saving the day, but he dies. Or does he? You'll have to watch to see if I help. Yeah, this movie... Also had a pretty low rating in Rotten Tomato. I mean, they gave it a 31 with an audience score at 37. Don't agree with that. Google gave it a 91 this time. This movie had double the budget of the last one, so $4 million in the budget. Sadly, this movie only made $3.8 million in the box office. So when it comes to my thoughts, I basically have the same feelings for this one as I did for the first one. The only difference is that there's a bit more blood and gore, so I'll give this one 2.5 for both. I like the story like I did like the first one, but the only thing they did differently that was added was titties! Yeah, that's the part Tim was talking about. Yeah, one of the aliens turns into a blonde with big-ass titties, and she basically walks half-ass naked till she eventually puts on clothes, but, but uh, there's that, so... Yeah, with that being said, I gave this one a rating of four skulls. So, yeah, that's how I thought about it. Yep, and uh, this one here, definitely, this had the gremlin, the new batch feels to it, 100%. Like, there's one scene in a diner that reminds me so much of them, The when the gremlins are all partying away. Critters are doing their own type of partying thing, but it's in a way. Not quite as not quite as freelance as the other as the Gremlins one, but yeah, it definitely has those feels. I get it throughout it. I like that the Gremlin uh, the the gre- not the Gremlins, the critters are uh you can see them better. They're cooler looking cuz you actually see them see them and they have these really red eyes and crap and it's just so much more vibrant because a lot of it's shot in the daytime. Yeah, some dark scenes, but there's a lot of it in the daytime as well. So you get to see some of the actual blood and gore versus the dark where it could be any color, pretty much in that dark in the first movie. So this one here had blood and gore is better, I agree. About two and a half. It's not like the goriest, bloodiest movie ever. But the giant ball of death does give you some good. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, uh, for me, it's a this one here was my favorite of the series. So it, it always has been. And yes, this is a one that I would rewatch a few times over. So this is also a four skull rating. I agree with you on that again. I <laughs> know. Thank you very much. And yeah, you do get to see... A lot more than you would expect of this well, dirty magazine model. Yeah. <laughs> no other way to say it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that will be it for this episode. So if you got any movie suggestions, as always, you can email us at whatinthehorrorpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on our Twitter. That's whatinthehorrorpodcast, all one word. 
We also have a Discord. But as always, I've been Lando. And I've been Tim. And we are the fuck out of here. You were listening to What in the Whore. See you next time. <laughs>